It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This morning, quarantine questions. The WA government under pressure to work out how a mutant COVID strain leaked and when they knew a security guard was infected. Vaccine promise one million doses to be ready for Australians by the end of next month. Racism fallout, Collingwood President Eddie Maguire refusing to step down. And childcare chaos, kids seriously injured and ill, the damning new report into early learning centres. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. Pressure is mounting on the West Australian government with fresh questions over how a hotel quarantine leak happened and when they knew about it. It comes as two million residents wait to their second day of lockdown despite no new cases yesterday. Perth's COVID Ground Zero, the Sheraton Four Points Hotel, where a security guard was infected with the mutant UK strain. The variant strain here is on the advice 50 to 70 70% more transmissible. Yesterday, huge queues at testing clinics. Thousands lining up for hours in 38 degree heat. The rest of the city abandoned and deserted with two million West Australians in lockdown. What the government still doesn't know is how the security guard was infected, why no one followed up when he called in sick, why it took so long before he was tested and why he didn't quarantine. The state's chief health officer says systems within quarantine hotels are regularly updated. That's always been the protocol, is, is that people are, you know, if they become unwell, they should, should get tested. But the AMA says questions need to be asked about how rigorous the procedures are in quarantine hotels. We don't want to see this worker being thrown under the bus. Uh, they were put into a system that we believe uh, was demonstrably uh, inadequate and therefore it is the system that needs to be assessed every bit as much as the individual's action. The Premier has ordered two new inquiries, one by two prominent health officials, the other by police. You don't usually send a policeman to the meatworks to figure out how someone got salmonella. The lockdown also sparking a war of words between governments. It's funny, six weeks out from a state election in WA, he's playing straight out of the Palaszczuk playbook. Uh, putting politics in front of people. You'll send businesses broke. Uh, the surge in domestic violence when people are in lockdown for a long period of time, uh, the inability for people to pay their mortgage repayments, to pay their bills. He shouldn't be criticising when we're doing the task he should be performing. Maddie Cook, 7 News. 
In breaking news, the US government has just announced a multi-million dollar deal with a Brisbane-based company to begin rolling out their at-home COVID test. The Alum COVID-19 home test received approval from US regulators last year. The $302 million deal will see the company make up to 90 million kits a month. Using a nasal swab, results are available in just 20 minutes and are 96% accurate. Australia's biggest health company, CSL, has ramped up production of the AstraZeneca vaccine, confirming one million doses will be delivered by the end of next month. The fast pace at CSL's Melbourne factory has now put delivery of their vaccine only three weeks behind the government's planned program. 50 million doses are expected to be ready in the second quarter of the year. It comes as the EU's threat to ban exports of the jab casts doubt over our rollout schedule. Federal Parliament is set to return today after Western Australia's COVID scare threatened to prevent senior members from attending the first sitting of the year. Let's go live now to political reporter Taylor Aiken in Canberra. Good morning, Taylor. What's expected for today? Morning, Jody. Well, if 2020 was all about the coronavirus pandemic, 2021 is all about the COVID response. Leaders today will begin their day at church here in Canberra, as per tradition, before Parliament resumes for the first sittings of the year, with both the government and Labor revealing a new front bench to tackle the challenges of 2021. A series of MPs, including Attorney General Christian Porter and Defence Minister Linda Reynolds, were granted last-minute exemptions to attend Parliament this week after travelling from lockdown areas of Perth. The economy, changes to industrial relations laws, climate change and of course the national vaccine rollout are set to dominate debate this month with the government also under pressure to reveal their plans for fiscal support when JobKeeper and the Enhanced Job Seeker programs end in March. Both sides of politics looking to put their best foot forward on day one in a year that could see Australians head to the polls. Jody. Okay. Hey, Taylor Aiken, thank you. The man who sparked a review into Collingwood's attitude to racism has voiced his anger at the AFL club's bizarre response. The Do Better report found there was systemic racism within the club, but President Eddie, Eddie Maguire has disputed many of its findings. The bombshell report highlighted what it called systemic racism, but a president under pressure claimed it was a landmark day for his club. I, I don't think there's any any shame or any disappointment in, in what's going on here. As I said right from the outset, this is a day of pride. Some critics told the Collingwood Inquiry racism was so entrenched it appeared to be a part of the club's DNA. What is clear is that racism at the club has resulted in profound and enduring harm to First Nations and African players. The racism affected them, their communities and set dangerous norms for the public. The whole world's looking into this. You have to decide you're on the good side of this or you're not. No, we're on the good side of this. The review has called for major changes from the top down in recruitment and club policies. There is not a workplace in this country that should not be having this conversation. Eddie Maguire's board received the report shortly before he announced this year would be his last after 22 in charge. But he won't go early. What's happened on my watch is this. We have built a fantastic club. We have commissioned this report. The report also highlights racist incidents involving the Pies, some dating back more than 50 years. They include the booing of Carlton champion Sid Jackson and the abuse of St Nicky Winmar by Pies fans. 
Heredi Lumumba, whose claims of racism at the club sparked the review, has now slammed Collingwood's response, describing it as bizarre and saying it was painful to watch the club dig itself deeper into delusion. But the report's authors have praised the club for initiating the review. We went out of our way to hold the mirror up to ourselves, to go hard and hard and hard. All the recommendations will be implemented. Taylor Hill, 7 News. It's been revealed more than 16,000 Australian kids were seriously harmed or sick in childcare centres across the country last year. A Productivity Commission report shows a record 13,000 babies, toddlers and preschoolers required urgent medical attention. Most serious incidents happened in New South Wales with 5,000 cases of injuries and ambulances called almost 600 times in 12 months. A Sydney McDonald's customer who had a violent meltdown has been ordered to seek help for alcohol and anger management. Jake Cinderberry pushed a register off the counter and verbally abused staff members when they asked him to sign in with a QR code last month. The 25-year-old was handed multiple fines, a two-year community corrections order and was told to attend counselling. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson says he's spoken to the family of fundraising hero Captain Sir Tom Moore, who's in hospital with coronavirus. The 100-year-old war veteran tested positive for COVID-19 last week, but had to be treated after he was also diagnosed with pneumonia. Captain Tom Moore has been an inspiration to everybody in this country uh, during this pandemic, and I think our, our thoughts and our prayers are now with him and, and with his family. Captain Sir Tom became an overnight sensation when he raised more than $60 million for the National Health Service by walking laps of his garden. A bushfire raging in 38-degree heat is threatening lives and homes on the outskirts of Perth. The blaze sprang up just after midday yesterday, bearing down on a semi-rural area with devastating effect. Emergency warnings remain in place. Residents have been told any attempt to escape could prove deadly and they should try to shelter in place. A young boy has stumbled on a live grenade buried at a family park in Brisbane. His parents called the police, who called in the army to detonate the explosive. The weapon dates back to World War II. The family recovered a piece of shrapnel from the grenade to keep as a souvenir. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. House prices across the country continue to defy pandemic pressure, reaching new highs. Gains were recorded last month across all capital cities. Regional areas also surged, buoyed by those working remotely from home. This region's park home has belonged to the same family since it was built in 1954. So one of the highlights of the property is this great family room. Back when you could buy a local three-bedder for just $7,000. This weekend it's going to auction with a price guide of 850000 The family's decided that it is time to sell uh, and hopefully the new family love it just as much as the previous ones. Last month house prices hit a fresh record high, up 0.9%. 
every capital city recorded gains. Darwin leading the pack up 2.3%, followed by Perth and Hobart, Canberra, Brisbane and Adelaide. Sydney and Melbourne had more modest increases, up 0.4%. But similar to last year, it was the region steaming ahead prices rising at more than double the pace of the cities. Thanks to more people working from home. As well as people seeking more lifestyle, affordability, lower density. Rock bottom interest rates, an ongoing shortage of homes for sale and steadily increasing demand from buyers have led to predictions that house prices will rise even further this year. Overall it seems that there are more tailwinds for growth in the market at the moment than headwinds. Buyers are, are here with confidence, vendors want a, want a good result and uh, it's a good time to be selling and buying real estate. Gemma Acton, 7 News. Checking finance now, the Dow Jones is rising this morning, the Nasdaq is as well. In London, the FTSE closed higher and Germany's DAX surged by more than 1%. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei and Hong Kong's Hang Seng closed higher, so did the All Lords and the ASX 200. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,862 US dollars an ounce, oil is 53 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying 76 US cents, 80 Japanese yen and $1.06 New Zealand. A woman found guilty of poisoning her partner in Adelaide has had her murder conviction sensationally overturned. South Australia's Court of Criminal Appeal found the jury may have been overwhelmed by the number of lies the accused killer Wendy Sue Dent told when reaching their verdict. We're ups upset. I was shattered. Yeah, we, were shattered. we thought it was all over, um, but it's clearly not, so we'll just wait and see. Yeah. It, is, it is what it is. Ms Dent will now face a second Supreme Court trial. Prince Harry has accepted an apology and substantial damages from a newspaper publisher over claims he turned his back on the Royal Marines. Two articles in the Mail on Sunday and Mail Online alleged Prince Harry had not been in touch with the Marines after stepping down as a senior royal. The newspaper has printed an apology. The Prince will donate his damages payout to the Invictus Games Foundation. A city in western Germany is under threat of severe flooding as rivers break their banks. Unseasonably warm weather and rain have caused a substantial amount of snow to melt in parts of Switzerland and Germany in recent days. Local authorities are racing to set up flood protection barriers. Troops in Myanmar are patrolling the streets after the military seized power and declared a one-year state of emergency. The army has detained the country's leader and other democratically elected officials. The move follows a landslide win in an election the army claims was marred by fraud. The party's supporters are being urged to protest against the coup. The US share market is back open with all eyes on the GameStop share price as chaos over the stock continues. Let's go live now to US correspondent David Woywood. David, what's happened when the market opened this morning? Uh, morning, Jody. Well, that market volatility is just continuing here in the United States, trading open to an incredibly sharp drop of more than 35% in the popular GameStop stock that had really driven this surge. Uh, investors, many small-time traders had flocked to it and other underperforming stocks in the past week, ascending prices skyrocketing and disrupting Wall Street, inflicting plenty of pain on the big hedge funds. Billions wiped from some. Uh, many of these small-time investors propelled to the stock 
block after a Reddit forum online launched this blitz. But look, today it appears in early trading at least that interest is waning a little. Restrictions on the amount of shares investors can buy using the popular trading app Robinhood likely holding some at bay. But look, this story is far from over. Reports today that this saga has now captured the imagination of Hollywood with this David vs Goliath tale of Wall Street now being talked up as a potential silver screen prospect, Jody. Wow, OK, David Woodward in the US, thank you. In sport, Mitch Stark's chances of making his big bash return in Saturday's final are dropping. Stark was supposed to play for the Sixers late in the season, but knee and hamstring injuries have ruined those plans. The Sixers say given there are only days until the game, it's looking unlikely the Test star will line up at the SCG. The final will also be the Sixers' first home game of the season. Bernard Tomic will head into the Australian Open with no match practice. Shortly after showing off his basketball skills on social media, Tomic pulled out of his only warm-up event with what he says is a knee injury, while Greek star Stefanos Tsitsipas spent time at the restaurant that sells the Tsitsipas Souvlaki. Serena Williams preferred a more traditional build-up, easing past Aussie Dasha Gavrilova at the women's warm-up event. The Roosters have all but conceded co-captain Boyd Cordner won't return to the field for at least the first three months of the NRL season. The Roosters have applied to the NRL for $350,000 of salary cap relief due to the concussion Cordner suffered in Origin 1 last year. The total is the maximum a club can get for a player injured while on representative duties who has to be ruled out for at least 12 weeks. Cordner suffered four concussions last season which led to calls for for the kangaroo skipper to retire. A familiar face will soon be back playing for the Western Sydney Wanderers. The club has re-signed former captain Mitch Duke on loan for the remainder of the A-League season. Duke left the club to join Saudi Arabian side Al Tawoon at the end of the last season following a career best year. The 30-year-old will return to Australia and enter hotel quarantine in the coming days. The Perth Wildcats have been thrown a big curveball, forced into a two-month hub on the East Coast due to Western Australia's COVID outbreak. The reigning NBL champions have flown into Sydney as the club awaits clearance from the Victorian government to enter the state and play a series of matches. The Wildcats are scheduled to meet Melbourne United on Sunday, with the squad not expected to return home until late March. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a surface trough is extending through Western Australia and the Northern Territory through to Queensland and New South Wales. Onshore winds are bringing low-level cloud to the coasts of New South Wales and Queensland. The cold front is passing just east of Tasmania with embedded thunderstorms. Around the capitals today, Brisbane showers heading for a top of 28 degrees, a possible storm 24 in Sydney, partly cloudy in Melbourne, 25 degrees and cloud clearing in Adelaide. Perth, a hot one again, sunny and 37, and a possible thunderstorm, 29 atop in Darwin. And that's 7 Early News for this Tuesday, the 2nd of February.